This is the Edsel, unlike any other car you've ever seen. This is the Edsel. This is the Edsel. This is the Edsel. This is the Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy, it calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. They call me Spud. Spud Goodman. That's right. Thanks for taking time out of your busy existence to spend some time with us here. I'm hoping you won't regret your decision. I know I often tune into a TV or radio program and later say to myself, what the hell was I thinking? As I can never get those wasted minutes back. So worst case scenario with this show is, yes, you may experience those feelings also, but you might be able to get a few of those minutes back. You know, it would require some assistance from our show's psychic Ted Marr, as he's like dialed into that space-time continuum thingy, but it could be doable. So keep that in mind, you know, when maybe the show starts to drag a bit. I think that this is your way of telling me something. I now need to acknowledge our designated laugher, Gina. Uh, give everyone a quick sample of your skills. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'm also supposed to introduce our uh, temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. So say something brief. I, I actually would prefer sign language, but you probably don't even know how to communicate with that, right? So just say something. Well, I, I can maybe take an online sign language class if you wish. But I do. Okay, but how about right now, I just say Please. to the listeners, welcome. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? Say, uh, Spud, can yeah. I ask you something right now? I, I know I we're on the air, but we rarely converse on our own time, as everyone knows. Well, what do you want to ask me? Is this going to be about me wearing this pair of skinny jeans I have onto the show? And I oh. realize I look like I needed a shoehorn to fit into them. I'll be honest, I, I can hardly breathe here. Uh, I got them free from a friend who couldn't fit into them either, huh. but they were even tighter on him. Yeah, uh, you know, no, actually, I, I never even noticed your jeans, but now that you mention it, they do look way too small for you. you think? Is, is that healthy for your groin area? Tonight, well, a Kelly file exclusive. I don't know. Let's just say everything is in very tight quarters. Well, well, okay. Well, what I was going to bring up was something that you've shared with our listeners on many occasions your dating life. You see, my wife Rachel is trying to help her girlfriend, who will remain nameless here, to get back into the dating game after a rough divorce. Now, since she's not a member of our church, 
Fixing her up with a widower was not an option. So oh, This is really well, getting boring here. Well, listen, her, her friend asked for her help in setting up an online dating account. Now, Spud, you've been active for a while at one of these sites, right? That's so hot. Yeah, I've wasted like a year or two at that ChristianMingle.com. Uh-huh. Man, I saw their ads on TV and the woman looked so beautiful, I just went for it. Well, you know, as it turns out, not a lot of women at that site are interested in mingling with me, Spud Goodman. It hurts to be rejected by a few hundred thousand women at that site. Oh, yeah. Well, what I wanted to say was my wife thinks she stumbled upon your ad at a couple of other sites while trying to help her friend. Now, you don't use your real name or even a photo at these places, right? Hell no. A few people do listen to this show, you know, and and some are aware what I look like from social media posts or or my old TV show. I know. So, no way. I mean, why would I want to knock myself out of the game before I got a chance to get up to the plate? Good call, yo. Okay, so it was you Rachel found. She said a few of the... I'm not saying that. Well, a few of the things on the profile, it had to be you as no one else would say the things you put down. Anyway, I guess why I wanted to bring it up was online dating is a subject that millions of Americans seem to be involved with these days, so it would be a good topic for discussion. I don't know about being a good topic to discuss. It's... it's really, really boring. No, I, I mean, come on. Listen, I thought a good angle would be the lengths people go to, um, how should I say this, uh, to being honest about themselves what or to mean, avoid uh, it. What do you mean by that? Well, Spud, some of the stuff you put down in your profile is not exactly accurate. Hey, 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 you shut your face! That's what I'm getting at. And and it was just a few key words like uh, super, super, uh, freaking and and you and then you ended the post with god bless and chow rachel said yeah. it was obvious it had to be you even without a photo and your made-up name mr so hot yeah that was kind of lame i yeah. should have went with something else but but man who no one is totally honest when they describe themselves at all these online dating sites yes even at christianmingle.com well listen maybe our listeners would like to join in the conversation here we we should take some calls and get their input to see if they too have stretched the truth to the point of approaching pure fiction uh-huh. it could be fascinating radio people can't figure me out they can't process me i don't expect them to you can't process me with a normal brain you know, maybe, but right now I need to inter- introduce our musical guest, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will be speaking with them a little later in the show. So, here are Under Sin.
Goodman Radio Show. I'm Craig Robinson, and I'm on the Spud Goodman Show for the last time, hopefully. Hey, Spud, your first guest, Mark McKinney, is on the line. Okay. You know, I really enjoyed speaking with him the last time he was on the show. You know, he's on that NBC show, Superstore, right? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know where this country would be without superstores. <laughs> My wife and I's visit to Walmart is the highlight of our week. Seriously, Gerald? Well, yeah. These days, there's no need to ever set foot in any other store. They have everything a person could ever need. And, and it only makes common sense. In just about every regular store not owned by that mega multinational corporation, you know, the ones that are not the size of Disneyland are crushed. <laughs> you know, you really should reconsider your shopping habits and support local businesses. Listen, now, why would anyone want to pay, like, $300 for a TV at a regular store when I could buy it for $39 at Walmart. Well, you know, okay. Uh, $39? Yeah. Really? You can get them that cheap there? Well, it's, it's still wrong anyway, regardless. You, you don't know how many toddlers were like, you know, paid 25 cents an hour to put it in a box to be shipped. And that's important. Well, maybe a few toddlers were exploited, but, but we're talking about a $39 40-inch HD TV. For goodness sake, Gerald. Well, yeah, that's, that's a tough call. Uh-huh. But still, you know, put me down as a no. It's wrong, and they are an evil store. But, you know, if, if you see a 48-inch HD-capable one for under, like, 70 bucks, uh-huh. you got to snag one for <laughs> me, and, and I will pay you back, I promise, all right? Just, just put Mark on, please. Yeah, okay, here he is. Welcome back to the show, actor and comedian Mark McKinney. Hey, I hope all's well with you. 
I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Spud? Not too bad. Uh, you know, all right, let me begin this thing with stating your show, Superstore, is back for season two on NBC, airing Thursdays at 8, 7 Central. Yes, it is. Excellent, excellent. You know, I've seen pretty much all of last season's episodes, and I would describe the show as a slow build in terms of it growing on you, but once you're like three or four shows in, you're going to make it part of your weekly existence. That's my opinion. Well, that's good to hear. I yeah. like that kind of show. You're saying the roots work slowly but deeply. Ex- exactly. And you're seized now. Exactly. And your life would be incomplete without tuning in Thursdays at 8. I like this. This is good news for me. Absolutely. Um, well, the showrunner, Justin Spitzer, whose prior sitcom was The Office, I don't know, maybe someone out there, our listeners, I've heard of it. Anyway, you know, he's brought some of the same flavor to Superstore. One camera production, you know, some subtle humor, a bit of slapstick, and a tiny touch of romance. So this formula's worked pretty well in the past. What I'm saying here is I suggest you pretty much clear your schedule for the next 10 years or so as this show's built to last. So are you prepared for this? Am I? I, I, I have to say, in all honesty, I, I got to get into shape. I am, uh, these are long days, but uh, it, it's the funnest days I've had in a long time. All right. So that's well. a qualified yes. Okay. Well, but but I hope this is going to still allow you time to tour with the kids in the hall. Is, uh, you know, I still want to catch at least one more live show sometime down the road. But you're, you're, that's still a possibility, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's, and it's weird. The, show, the, the tours now are not um, best ofs. There are, you know, greatest hits. The, the last one, when I think we came to Seattle with it, we, it's like 60% new material, which I really like doing. Right. It keeps fun. Right. Um, well, you know, on our show right now, we're, we're discussing the topic of online dating. I know you're probably married or whatever, but do you have any friends who have participated in this brutal public practice? Oh, God, yeah. Most of the cast. Well, not most of the cast. Let's see, one, two, three. No, eh, no there's like three or four there. Like, they're still dating, and they're using the online apps, which I missed completely, yeah. which looks, frankly, horrifying and scary. But uh, I was asking them about it the other day, and they said, no, it's kind of just the way it is now, especially in a city like Los Angeles where everybody's spread out and everybody's so busy. I guess it kind of works, does it? Uh, Not for me, but it's kind of a Darwinian process as your face, you know, can open or shut doors in the blink of an eye, like a a one-second sudden-death hockey or basketball game. All I know is that my self-esteem right now is lower than Blockbuster stock, but I just, I I know you you haven't had to deal with it, but it's brutal, so consider yourself fortunate. It sounds brutal. Yeah. There was right. a, but I listened to a thing uh, the other day. There was a, there's apparently a dating site where you not only list your best attributes, but you also list your worst attributes. It apparently, it just caught on for a while. Oh. Know, with people who were just tired of trying to only put their shiny side up. Right. Well, that's not working for me. But anyway, well, Mark, let's talk about you. You are a political science major at Memorial University in Newfoundland. Um, that's Newfoundland yeah. or Newfoundland? I never know how to pronounce that, but... Uh, Newfoundland. Newfoundland, there you go. Um, Hey, did you ever envision yourself as a candidate for office in Canada? Uh, Yeah, you know, briefly, I've I've had a fantasy about maybe running for the Green Party because I sort of got involved in a couple of local elections last time I was up there. But, yeah, it's a fantasy. I think you have to be a wonk, you know, a policy wonk to really sort of enjoy the life and be held to be elected and then go, and I got to do what? Right. Well, you know, or, or I was wondering, if not a candidate, maybe like, like a campaign manager? That ever, you know, I, I don't know if that's what you did, but because they get a lot of FaceTime on cable news. Do you have a, like a Canadian version of Fox News up there, where an alternate universe where unicorns are plentiful? Do you have that up there? Uh, we did, and it failed. Oh, okay. And they folded. Oh, all right. Okay. Spud, yes? 
Must you always fixate on Fox News? It seems you are obsessed by this news channel. Is it because it is the only fair and balanced operation on television? Uh, Mark, just one moment. I am not obsessed with Fox News. Yes, I do find them fascinating as I watch that channel pretty much around the clock. You know I leave the TV on in my apartment day and night, okay? It helps me with my abandonment issues. Well, I of course watch it when I can, but don't you think it's not productive to keep it on while you're sleeping? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's had something to do with the horrific nightmares I've been experiencing lately, you know, especially with this whole election thing going on. Like the other night, I woke up drenched in sweat after a really bad one. I mean, Dick Cheney had declared himself king of the earth, and boy, was he doing some evil stuff. Well, listen, Dick Cheney would make a great king of earth. There's no need to fear him. Hey, he's going to outlive us all, as he is immortal. I don't know what deal he made with his maker to pull this off. Like, forget that scary creature on that show, The Strain. They should have just gone with a, a Dick Cheney hologram or something. Spud, the next time you see your therapist, you should share your feelings about this with him. He might be able to help you. I don't feel comfortable bringing up my thing about Fox News and therapy. He's kind of judgmental. But hey, let me just get back to Mark, okay? Um, hey, regarding your fellow uh, Kids in the Hall cast member, uh, Kevin McDonald, have you been on his podcast yet, the Kevin McDonald Show at Forever Dog Podcast Network? He was on our show a while ago, and I promised him I would plug his show as much as I could, so sorry about that, but you've been on our show? No, I haven't. I should, I should bug him. I, I need an invitation to that. Yeah. Kevin and I jam pretty good. It's a great show. It's a great show. Yeah. All right. Well, last that just launched, though, right? Because he just launched that a, a few weeks ago. Right. Yeah. It's 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 fairly new. Yeah. He, um, by the way, he also makes an amazing guest too. Uh, he gives good guests. Let's just put it that way. So anyway, Kevin is the best. Kevin yeah. Kevin was the one kid in the hole that everybody got along with all the time. I could see that. I mean, he's just the rest of us fought like cats and dogs. Yeah. He yeah he. He's just a very warm person. But um, all right, last question. I know that's music to your ears. Um, so you've, you've sort of mastered the art of comedy at this point in your career. Do you harbor any desire to maybe one, do, one day like do a horror film or a Western, something different? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would love, oh my God, I'd love to do a horror. I hear, I hear that horror sets are almost the most fun. Because it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're knee deep in blood and everybody thinks it's ridiculous. I would love to do that. I'd love to do some uh, classical theater, too. Oh, all right. All right, very cool. Um, well, let me remind everyone that Superstore on NBC airs each Thursday night at 8, 7 Central. It's an excellent show, so I recommend everyone check it out if they haven't already caught it. So, hey, I want to... Listen to Spot. Yeah, yes, thank you. Well, somebody needs to. All right, thank you so much for checking in with us again, okay? My pleasure. All right, Mr. Mark McKinney. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We sure got the surprise of our lives. Hey, uh, Spud. Yeah. Our show's public sector food critic, Lawrence, is holding for I'm you. I'm so hungry. I, is he still in the state of New York? I, well, I thought he was coming back home after doing his last review at that uh, Rikers Island jail facility up there. I mean, huh? Yeah, I'm still waiting for that Rikers Island refrigerator magnet he promised me oh, on the yeah, show yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. So put him on. Hey, 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 hey am, I, am I on right now? Yeah. Hey, man, where's my magnet? And in, in, how are you doing, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got your magnet in my backpack. You know, it's okay. So what happened is after doing my thing at the Rikers Island cafeteria, I met this dude at the Greyhound bus depot. He asked if I wanted to stay at his place near Niagara Falls. Yeah. Because he was about to do 36 months in a federal prison, you know. 
Right. He was going to come back from visiting his mom in Philly and he's turning himself in the next day because he was going to start doing his time and all. Okay. So I just figured, you know, why not stay a while? I could combine my work with a little fun so I could do my review of the Niagara Falls State Park snack bar, you know? Niagara Falls State Park? Oh, wow. Cool. Um, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, I got to ask you, did you camp at the park there, Lawrence? I've heard Niagara Falls is one of the most beautiful places in the country. Well, you know, it was kind of pretty and all that stuff, but the food there at the snack bar, it ruined the experience for me. Oh. Okay, for one thing, it was way, way overpriced. You had the soggy egg salad sandwich from a vending machine. It was uh. worth eight bucks, man. Come on. I know it's New York State and all, but seriously. You know, I hate egg salad hmm. sandwiches. Uh, totally. But if you're paying eight bucks... For a freaking sandwich, you should have got something decent like a PB&J. It's hard to mess that up. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, but yeah, but see, the thing was, the machine was all out of the pe- peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So, and they didn't have no ham and cheese either. So, I got to say, I was really, really hungry. Uh, you, you know what, Lawrence? I know people tend to get a bit grumpy when they're experiencing hunger pangs. As a food critic, yeah. maybe you should have waited until you'd had a granola bar or something before forming any conclusions about their snack bar. It, it sounds like you were a very angry food critic. Hey, look, Gary, I know you mean well. I know you're trying to be no, nice look, yeah, all, but, but do, do, I, do, look, I, Yeah, seriously, it, dude, do you Gerald. offer suggestions to surgeons or airline pilots, too, while they're working? Ignore him, by the way, Lawrence. And go ahead and finish your review. Uh, okay, well, let me tell you. The kettle corn was decent. You right, know, I, right. I'll say that much. Well, I bought good. a couple bags, but uh, for the most part, I'm going to have to give this place one and one-third sporks. It was wow. very substandard cuisine wow, you just, can't prevent everything you're usually quite generous in your reviews this place must totally suck all right so so you're headed no. are you headed back here now because i am so pumped to see my magnet yeah i'm gonna catch a bus back tomorrow it's gonna be a long trip but you know i'm right. ready to get home man I, I hope my neighbor fed my cat jasper because you know right well anyway take it easy we got to get going here and have a safe uh, trip okay all right later all right bye Bye, Lawrence. Uh, Well, hey, uh, Spud, getting back to the topic of online dating, what made you describe yourself online as a 38-year-old ex-MMA fighter? I don't get it. Well, like I said, everyone lies at these dating sites, especially about their age. I mean, maybe not always in the number they put down on the profile, but the photos are always from like 8 to 10 years before, along with one token current photo that is so... Freaking blurry, you can't tell if it's a person or an inanimate object. Game has changed, yo. Well, I, I guess that's so, as I heard my wife tell her friend that she was only going to shave off five years. So, it, you know, it was only a little white lie. Five years? Wow. I guess that would qualify as a, a really teeny tiny white lie. Eight to ten years is basically, you know, your normal borderline violation. So I figured, what's a few more years tacked onto that? Well, Spud, I'd if, round it up or if down. You, if you ever do put up a photo of yourself, like maybe when you're done doing this show, would you do it with or without your baseball hat? I don't think I've ever seen you without it on, to be honest. Hell no, you haven't! I, I don't know. I, look, I'm not totally bald. I have hair. Look, take a look. See? Uh Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. You know, I guess you do, though. It, of course, could not be described as a full and healthy head of hair by any means. Well, Basically, it's a borderline call that could go either way. But essentially, I would say bad hair. OK, fine. You know, 
yeah, okay, big deal. How many guys over 35 have great hair anyway, beside yourself? Well, you know, I don't have the accurate figures, but most of my male friends of all ages have pretty decent heads of hair. You you just got the short end of the stick on that one, now, I let's guess. Just, let's just move on to another, another subject, all right? And no one cares about the topic of online dating, so let's just move on. Courtney, Chloe... Well, I've got to disagree with what you just said, because we have a caller holding who wants to chime in on the subject. Caller, are you there? Am I on the air? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So, Spud, besides ChristianMingle.com, are you on Match.com? Yes. Okay, Cupid? Yes. Zeusk? Yeah. I am. Elite singles. Yep. <laughs> Tinder? Maybe. Wow. J date. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Hour time. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that one too. I think yeah, I think that was yeah. Okay. Black people meet. Yeah, but that was a free trial thing. So what did I have to lose? You know, what can I say? I mean, that was, I was anybody would. So, it's free. What I want to ask is, have you met anyone even a little interesting? I myself keep meeting men who just can't seem to grow up. Most of them seem stuck in a time warp or something. You know, still trying to act like they're in their late twenties, early thirties when they so aren't. Well, hey, caller, can I ask, oh, if I read Spud's profile out loud here on the air, if you would ever respond to his interest in dating you? Hmm. Like your wife, I think I have seen Spud's profile on a few dating sites, too. Oh. You okay. really can't miss that it. it's him if you listen to this show. Yeah, whatever. Even with a fake name, age, and no photo. Spud, can I... <laughs> Can I ask why a man of your age, I'm just guessing here how old you actually are, would write that you wanted to grow up and be the Incredible Hulk and that you were still coming to grips that it probably won't happen now? Because I thought honesty in at least, you know, some areas was the right thing to do, okay? I don't think so. I didn't say I'm wallowing in deep depression because of the Hulk deal. You know, it's never going to happen. And I, and I didn't say probably. I'm not delusional, okay? Hmm. Can I suggest that you lose the baseball cap if and when you do post a photo? Well, you do know that you have no chance meeting anyone without a photo, right? Yeah, Women get, get do that. know that any man wearing a hat at dating sites are pretty much bald. We appreciate honesty. She's but. right about that. Yeah. Hey, you know, with a couple women, I actually emailed a link from this show's website so they could, you know, see that I, I don't look... Like hideous. Yeah, but Spud, all the was... photos regarding the show, you have your hat on in all of them. And, and they've all been personally approved by you. Yeah, okay. As the host, that is my prerogative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, caller, I, I got to go. You know, we have a real guest waiting on the line. So good luck in your dating endeavors. I doubt if we ever cross paths. So anyway, good luck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I wish you luck, too. Uh, don't give up hope, as there has to be a woman out there who would be interested in a fixer-upper like you. Fixer-upper. Goodbye. Right, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, uh, Mr. Temporary Co-host, uh, see if our next guest, real guest, is ready to go. Yeah, well, that's Temporary Permanent Co-host. And uh, yes, I'm being told your next guest, Breezy, is holding for you. All right, very cool. Put her through. Right. Now, she's on that Empire show on Fox, right? It's about a family in the music business. Right. I, I believe it's that hippity-hop music that you seem hmm. to enjoy. No, hip-hop. And yes, I do enjoy it. Well, you know, if it wasn't so Jesus. heavy on the bass, I might buy a cassette of that or two myself. Sometimes when a young person is driving by our house, the windows shake in our dining room at dinner time. Yeah. It, it can be really upsetting to your digestion after a meal. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's no not good. life-threatening, all right? You, you know, when I had Chuck D uh, on from Public Enemy on my old uh, TV show, yep. I asked him about his famous quote uh, that rap was the CNN of the African-American community. And I don't know if he still still feels that way. Well, but you know, I, I sure know this. It's not the Fox News. News of their community. I think the uh, base think? would be too much for Bill O'Reilly and Brit Hume, f- for sure. Gerald. Uh, Brit Hume? Brit Hume? Brit Hume. Yeah. Brit Hume, for yeah, sure. Just, just put uh, Breezy on, please. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. Give a warm welcome to actress, rapper, and yes, barber, Breezy. How you doing? Thanks for calling in. I'm good, Spud. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Well, let's first touch on the Fox Network TV show you now co-star in, Empire, that airs each Wednesday uh, at 9, 8 Central. That's one mm-hmm. popular show. Mm-hmm. So I take it life's changed forever for you these days? Uh, it's, it's definitely gotten pretty different, you know, but um, for the most part, I try to just stay as, you know, grounded as I can and not get caught up in that whirlwind. Yeah, I, I can only imagine what it would be like. Uh, well, you first appeared on the show in season two, and you obviously impressed somebody as you're now a main cast member. So is it less scary now yes. going to table reads, not having to worry about your character suddenly getting run over by a car or something? Um, No, because I never honestly thought about it like that. I think I just came, you know, to set every day and, you know, with the plan of just doing my job, you know, because I wasn't... This is my first time, so I was just really enjoying the moment. So I didn't really know that those were some of the things that were expected. Like, oh, am I going to die off? Or, you know, I wasn't even thinking like that. I just wanted to, you know, get it done and just execute, you know, the vision set forth by my, you know, my writers and my directors. Right. I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been in a network show, but I think every I'm kind of a paranoid guy. Every day I, I would get out of bed, I'm sure I would be thinking my character would get off some way, but that's just me. But anyway, all right. Um, well, you know, being a rapper, do you ever find yourself telling the network bigwigs that you might have some better beats or rhymes than what they've paid a buttload of money for someone to produce for the show? Uh, well, with me, I've honestly been able to create my own music for my character. So, no, I haven't had those issues. Like, I think we're we're pretty much on the same page, you know, as far as the creative process um, for Frida Getz and, you know, getting her, the you know, the music that really fits her and is true to her. So, we haven't had those issues. Was uh, Daddy Little Girl one of your own songs? Because it was really tight, or is tight. Uh, no, it was, I mean, it was tailor-made, of course, for that, you know, particular scene um, for her. But you, I mean, you yeah. performed it, though. Say that again? You performed it, though. I mean, it's, it's a great song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I performed all the music by her. All right, very cool. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. All right, now I have to ask you about your prior career as a barber, first in Philadelphia, and then I guess you went to where the big-time Hollywood stars are at, and I guess that's Hollywood. Um, I heard you're quite skilled with the scissors. Oh, yeah, I love it. I've been, um, I've been a barber since I was 10 years old. And I think it was just something that was ultimately 
always in my blood. My father did it. My grandfather, my brothers, my uncles. Um, Dang. So, yeah, so, so early on, I just picked it up and suddenly knew what I was doing. I didn't even know how I knew at such a young age, but I did. And I just, you know, it was something I loved to do. Love making people look nice and feel good. And, you know, I just carried that on out for as much long as I could. Do, do people still call you even to this day to come over and, you know, give you? Absolutely. Oh, cool. Right. Yeah, I get because my number hasn't changed. So yeah, I get texts and calls all the time. Any names that any of us would know that you'd or is that something like a doctor-patient uh, relationship that you're not allowed to divulge? Uh, no, not that serious. But you probably wouldn't know. <laughs> okay, all what right. I was talking about. Just thought I'd ask. Um, well. You know, has it ever been stressful cutting the hair of some celebrity who was really picky? I mean, I, I couldn't handle the pressures. I maybe you know cut someone's bangs off or you know shave them too close, and they look like they have mange. So you got to have ice in your veins to do that for some people, don't you? Yeah, I think that, um, you definitely have to have a license. I think that you know the good thing about that is you know people go to their hairstylist or whoever that may be based off of what you already know they can do. So. Um, Sometimes you have to deal with that, picky customers, but other times you don't, because they already know. Clearly, you know I'm good if you're coming here. Right. You know, so it shouldn't be no problem. All right, super. Hey, Spud. Yes? Yeah, Breezy is so wise to have that second career to fall back on. You know, should she ever need to, as show business is so unpredictable. Hey, Breezy, uh, just give me a sec. Okay. Well, I get great comfort myself with my other job as lead salesman at South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. You had to go there, right? Well, you know, as far as knowing if something did happen to my position here as co-host, I would survive financially. A temporary co-host. Well, temporary permanent co-host. Whatever. You know, I'm aware that I don't have another job skill. If, you know, I should blow up this radio gig, I like to live dangerously. You know, if I had a safety net, it wouldn't be as much fun. Now I know one wrong move or statement, and I could be homeless on the street. That is exhilarating. Well, if you had a family, I don't think you could take such a risky approach to your career. If I had a family, I never would have gone into this business. I probably would have just sold insurance or something. Oh, you know, I almost went into insurance myself. Uh, good to know. Now let me get back to Breezy. Well, I'll wrap this thing with my last question. Uh, Breezy, where do you see yourself in, say, 10 years? Maybe an Emmy or two, a Grammy, and say owning a piece of Hairmasters, too. What do you think down the road? What's a, what yeah. does the future look like? I see an Emmy. I see a Grammy. Um, I see a talk show as well. Um, maybe second. Maybe second second, third album, wow. depending on, you know, how things align. Um, I'd say bright future, though. Yeah, well, I would, agree, I would agree with myself. that. From what I've seen, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, I'll let you go. So let me say again, the show you co-star in, Empire, airs each Wednesday night at 9, 8 Central. Hey, I really mm -hmm. enjoyed our conversation, okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, there you have it. Breezy. Started from the bottom with an eight ball. Always talking money, boy, I hate y'all. I was in the hood, try to make that thing flip. Posted on the mail, got me watching for the pitch. You don't want to be the man, guess I'll be it for you. I got you going nuts, I see the paranoia. Daddy's little son acting like a daughter. Then go get it, get it, just like Daddy taught you. The king of the jungle's a liar. But you ain't no king, boy, you liar. You cry to your mother. Cause you ain't as good as your brother. I come from the gut. In my hood, you a sucker. I'm knowing you softer than butter. Let's keep it up. Boy, I'm going you got
Monday or you'll miss the amazing conclusion of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief timeout. Hey, Al, this is Gwen from Trees and Timber here on our sixth Spud Goodman performance. Because we love it so much, we'll keep coming back until he won't let us come back. And then we'll stand outside the door waiting for him to show up so we can beg him for more appearances. Because we love it so much. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. Okay, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to our musical guest, Undersin. Guys, uh, publicly proclaim your legal birth names and instrument of choice. <laughs> Stephen James, guitar and singer. Tom Faulkner, bass. And Aaron Burkhardt, drums. Okay, well, give us the uh, for dummies version uh, of the band's history. Was it a well, you know? Was it an easy birth? Uh, you know, pretty much. I think so. Well, they were all already established when I came in the picture. So. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I would be ne- negligent as a talk show host if I did not address, yes, a Nirvana question uh, at Mr. Aaron Burkhart. Uh, as you were at one time in the band, uh, I think that was pre-Dave Grohl days when it was you know, just starting out. So fun times with uh, Kurt and Chris, or, or was it a bit chaotic? Oh, it was fun. It was a blast. I, I, we played hardcore punk back then, you know. Who would have thought, right? So, you know, they call me the Pete Best of Nirvana. Right. <laughs> I had a blast, you know, I had a blast. You know, I, I was in the band pre-fame, so obviously there were struggles, you know. But Kurt was a character. Did you see it coming? What what no, happened? No. No one saw it coming at that time, uh-uh. right? No. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. thought I had to ask, though. But. Uh-huh. All right, super. Well, um... As you guys, all of you are veterans of the music biz, uh, what do you say to the little impressionable ones in, say, middle school out there now listening? Is is this a good career option, or should they maybe go with macroeconomics or cellular biology instead? I'm thinking. I'd pick the biology, yeah, the biology man. Yeah, go, yeah. go into computer programming. Cellular yeah. biology. So that's a no on the music biz, huh? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I kind of no money that. in it anymore. Unanimous. Yeah. I heard that. Okay, what's the name of the next song? Uh, next song is called Misery. Misery. All right, super, let's do it. Every day I wake up in the man Made my life you nothing but the truth Feeling me with an anger inside of me. And I know that you left and opened me Left and opened me Kind of tired the way you look down on me In the dream that you and your misery And I know that nothing but Kind of tired the way you look down on me Make of your misery So I see myself a real time I don't know if I will be alright And I start to give you a and I know that you're left and open to Left and open to Kind of tired the way you 
is a Spud Goodman Show. Hey, it's Carney Wilson from Wilson Phillips, and you're listening to the one and only Spud Goodman on the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, your last guest, Attica Schaefer, is on the line and good to go. You know, I haven't had a chance to interview that many child actors on this show. Mm. You know, our whole family loves The Middle, the, the show on ABC that Atticus is on. You know, that might be the one and only TV show or actually anything that I have in common with you and your family. <laughs> I, you know, I like that show, too. Are you going to ask him to whisper under his breath like he does on the show? It's so funny. I try not to ask my guests to perform like trained seals, okay? You know, if he should slip into his, you know, his character, a brick heck, and start whispering, then fine. But I, I'm not going to ask him. Well, you know, you asked Don Rickles to insult you when he was on the show. Well, yeah. what is the question? Yeah, okay, I did. Well, but I, I'm still not going to ask Atticus uh, to do this. If he does it, that's his, that's his call, right? Just, he's going to fall asleep or hang up or something. Just oh. put him on. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, here he is. Please say hey to actor Atticus Schaefer. Welcome to our show. Hello, thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, I got to get this out before we begin. You co-star on the ABC series The Middle, now beginning season eight, airing on Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central. Yes, yes I do. Yes, sir. Okay, super. Um, Well, I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I am not normally a guy who watches family comedies, but your show, The Middle, just kind of gets it. I mean, what a real family's like, the good, the bad. It's a funny show. And I might add, there's no freaking canned laugh track, thank God, because, yeah, they they really bug me. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was thankful for that, too, believe me. Yeah, I, I, I think like the FCC or the FDA should like jump in and ban them as, as they're harmful, at least to our mental health. But the, your show, let's let's deal with your show, The Middle. It, uh, it, it you know, it's kind of a unique take for network sitcoms in that it, it, it shows a family in all phases, you know, not just the happy talk stuff. I mean, it's 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 just a very real show. Would you agree? Of course, I suppose you would. Well, yes, no, I, I do have to agree. And the thing is, is our show. Um, the writers actually do take a lot of a lot of what you see is stuff that either happened to them or happened to someone they know and they've heard about it. Um, it's actually funny when you walk into the writers' room on set. If you have a funny story to tell, it's free picking for the writer. <laughs> so they'll they'll take it and they'll they'll apply it into the show somehow. But you know it, it is it's a very real show. Obviously, being a comedy, sometimes we'll blow things up a little bit. But in in hindsight, twenty twenty. I know in my life, when I look back on something that was ironic or an of-course moment that happened to me, I blow it up in my mind, too, because that's just the way it seemed to be. Right. So, you know, to be able to, uh, to, to work on a show that is so relatable, not only in the storylines, but also in the characters themselves, and having it, them be such unique characters is, like, so awesome for me. Well, you know, you and your fellow cast members who play the Heck children have to go a little younger with your characters as you, you play Brick Heck, who's in, I guess, still in middle school or about to get out of middle school. But you're 18, correct? So is that a challenge for, for you guys? To still, do you still remember what those days are like to pull those memories back up? Yeah, well, actually, this season, in the first uh, episode of this season, Brick is just starting high school. So oh. you're right. He just finished middle school, is now going to high school. And it might be a challenge for some of the older cast members, like, like, or I shouldn't say older, but older than me, right. you know, like uh, Charlie and Eden, to, to go that young, because they're in their 20s now. They're actually mid-20s. 
But for me, because I am 18 and I just turned 18, I haven't really had a challenge. It's kind of funny because certain situations would happen and it was like just a year after I went through them myself. So it's, it's, it's not as much of a challenge for me, and actually, it's it's kind of fun because it was so recent, and I'm kind of I'm doing it now, and then as I progressively get older, that probably might change. But still, it's 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 actually been an enjoyable experience for me, and it's nice to be able to take something that's still relatively recent in my mind right. and be able to apply it to my acting. Right. Well, besides doing a network sitcom, you've been in a bunch of films like Hancock, uh, Leaving Barstow, The Unborn, and you did the lead voice work in Tim Burton's Frankenweenie, which may, must have been a blast. But here's my question. Do they have separate food for the child actors, you know, like mac and cheese, hot dogs, and all-you-can-eat fries? Because craft services are an area of interest to me. I, I, I'm just obsessed with it. I have to say that. So. Uh, well, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I'm a foodie, um, so I do have a relationship with food. <laughs> um, but you know, actually, no. I we we get what uh, the what everyone gets. I always would eat what everyone else would eat. There were a few times where it was like, I can't take it anymore. I need a burger, and then we I would go next door, get a Carl's Jr., come back and eat it inside. But um, you know, child labor laws they were they were so nice. I miss them so much. Um, but you know, I would be able to have time to do my school. I would get my half hour rest and, and depending on what time I came in, um, sometimes they would need to give me another meal, which I always would pick, you know, nice, fun things that it's often to say you got for free because production paid for it. But, um, nowadays, now that I'm 18, that's all out the window. It's all 14 hour days for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, that's it's, so super. It's, it's still enjoyable, you know, they, they, we really, we crafty, craft service is we have some of the most amazing craft service people we could ever ask for and they always feed us amazing food so yeah. um, you know we, we never go hungry and we never go thirsty so we're good ah, I'm, I'm very envious uh, okay anyway well if the middle keeps getting renewed will we someday see brick in medical school or joining some big time law firm in Orson you know the, the heck family should be yeah. allowed to age just like any other family so I hope the network suits understand that people can accept people getting older on television shows I think it would be awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, my name is Atticus. I have been named after a lawyer uh, from Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Wow. I think it would be hilarious to do a full circle and have him be a lawyer. Um, that would be just uh, absolutely amazing. And if he doesn't, then like you said, have him be a doctor or, or, or some other, or he like you, or a CEO of some company. Maybe he patents the, Frankie even said it in an episode, maybe he patents a new kind of wrench or something and he becomes the CEO of a company. I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think there's some sort of TV regulation. you got to be like a lawyer or a doctor or a cop or something like that. But, you know, yeah, any of those would be interesting. So, all right. Um, you know, Spud. What? Well, it's funny. You mentioned the propensity of the TV networks to base almost all of their characters in either the medical field, law enforcement, or the legal profession. Uh, don't forget firemen. Oh, yes, firemen, too. Um, I don't think the viewers of this country who watch primetime network TV could handle that. If you took away the hospital, cop, firemen, and courtroom shows, I think anarchy would break out. It's sort of like their caffeine addiction. At the least, for the first few weeks, it could get really ugly. Well, I think you're selling America short, as they are much more flexible than that. You think those suits that give the green light to all these shows that look alike are crazy? I mean, they can see the numbers. People can't handle change or something different. Remember Cop Rock? You know, that singing cop show on ABC years ago? It lasted like three weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, I just think an occasional show about 
say a carpet salesman. What? Would be unique as it's never been done before. South Seattle, South Seattle, South Seattle, carpet and linoleum. It would be refreshing. Uh, refreshing is one way to put it. No one would watch a show about your other gig as a carpet salesman, all right? Nor would they give a crap about a co-host character if you're going to throw that one out too. So let me get back to Atticus. Uh, you know, things will never change unless we voice our opinions, bud. But fine, return to your guest. Hey, man, I'm back. I'm good. All right, well, I know you got to get going, so I want to remind our listeners that The Middle is now airing on Tuesday nights, a new night, uh, on ABC at 8, 7 Central. Hey, I really, you know, that's all I can say is thanks a bunch for calling into our program. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. All right, Mr. Atticus Schaefer. Honey, look at this. This is a Spud Goodman Show. You know, Spud, yes. if it makes you feel any better, I just got a text from my wife, and she said that her friend that you know she's helping, trying to get onto online dating scene, she's also had no luck up to this point. You know, a few nibbles, maybe a like here or there, but no actual date. Man, I would kill for someone even viewing my profile at this point. I'm I'm going to have to break down and put up a photo, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know. you know what I was thinking. Maybe you might want to check out my wife's friend's profile, as she's now sort of desperate. She might consider going out with you. Well, why didn't you say so? But do you have an up-to-date photo shot in daylight with no filters or Vaseline on the lens? Uh, well, I can see if I can locate one. I I'm hoping Rachel's not listening right now, as this might not fly with her, but you never know. You two might hit it off. Dumbest, most offensive, and most insane things. Your wife and I? No, no her, her friend and you. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've not had good luck with friends setting me up. It's been a disaster, so really, I will pass on that offer. My wife and I. Uh, well, very well, if you insist, but uh, say, you know, the interns are just now telling me we have another caller waiting to yeah, wade into this I topic. I See, not, listen, I, I told you our listeners would be into this. Uh, caller, you are on the air. Caller, are you there? Uh, uh, I guess... I guess I'm on, right? Yeah, dude. What do you got? All right. Hey, listen. Spud, Spud, Spud. You have to learn how to do this online dating dance, all right? I mean, it's pretty easy to clean up if you know what you're doing. First of all, you need to use a few key words in your profile. Uh, let's do numbers first. Yeah. When women put down, they're looking for a man making between, oh, 100000 150000 And You know, if you're between gigs, like I am currently, you, you just round up. You know, maybe, uh, I don't know, total up what you've earned in the last 10 years. It's not a lie. I mean, you did earn it. Uh, c caller, I'm pretty sure that is a lie, though. I I'm just saying. Well, I mean, okay, if you want to play lawyer and pr uh, parse every word, yeah. But this is a dating site. No one's under oath. You know, I don't like to lie about money. That, that that's that's off the table. You know, because one of my ex-wives, you know, sold me a bill of goods about her inheritance oh. before we got married. I mean, it sounded too good to be true, and I guess it was because you know she'd already spent it all and she owed back taxes on it still. You know, it's good to hear you have boundaries when it comes to stretching the truth, Spud. Yeah, I do. Uh, all, right, all right. As far as the wording in the profile, uh, you got to go with a couple of the tried and true ones. You know, like your 
looking for a committed relationship. You love traveling to uh, exotic places. But you I don't. enjoy dancing, don't. wine tasting, no. children. I mean, no. you know, if they have them. If the, if the kids are gone away to college or they don't have kids, it still doesn't hurt to say you don't mind kids. Mm-hmm. And, and always. You know, say that you dig animals for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. Well, I do dig animals, so that that's there, and that's that's something. I I don't really I I don't care for wine at all. So I got to be honest. Maybe beer. No, 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 no. Just go with wine. Trust me on this. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, caller. Thank you for joining in the discussion. We appreciate it. Right, we do. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. I already knew most of the stuff he suggested. He's not. Is he on the uh, hey, No, 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 no. I'm still here. I'm still, still here. I've got yeah. so much more wisdom to dispense about these dating sites. Well, uh, we you get, know, just scratch the surface of yeah, what I know. I, I got if it. you want to email me or call no, me, you know, I, I'll leave my contact info with your people. No. I'll just do it off the air. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll hit you up later. All right. Hell will freeze over. Uh, I got to go now, though, so I have to wrap up, wrap up the show. So, bye. Yeah, uh, just, I, I think he's gone. Out I think he's gone. Good. Okay, well, you know what? I think this was a pretty darn entertaining show, don't you think? Uh, it didn't totally suck. Uh, that, uh, yeah, it didn't totally suck. So, okay. All right. I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye Once bye. again, here are Under Sin.
The Spud Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville. Executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin, Trent Patello, and Amanda Tompkins. Video director T.J. Pites. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. The show's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. On-air talent Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, David Deere, Derek Schneider, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Is that drummer, he really used to be in Nirvana? Yes. You should ask him to do a drum solo. Hey, drum solo? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear a drum solo. Give me one, please. Come on, Aaron Burkhardt. It's a drum solo. It is unlikely you have ever driven a car with so much usable power as the Edsel. And with Edsel's exclusive Teletouch Drive, you drive more safely, more easily than you ever have before. Because both hands can stay at the wheel while the Edsel shifts electrically. This is the Edsel. As its graceful flight deck and classic vertical grille suggest, it is elegant in every detail. 